In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There are times when a passage from Scripture makes more sense if you can relate to it on a personal level. We sometimes talk and hear about people being healed from diseases or other ailments, and they say they understand better some of the healing passages. Or people who have been through anguish and grief describe how they can relate and identify to characters in the Bible who had gut-wrenching or heartbreaking losses. I think many of us who have had to make hard choices might even identify ourselves with Abraham when he was called to sacrifice his son Isaac. Do we obey the Lord or do we run away? Today, I want you to think back to a time when something occurred that made you joyful. I don't mean just quite happy, but a time when you experienced unbridled, untamable, unrelenting joy. It might be the day you were married, or perhaps even when you proposed and your future spouse said yes. It could be the moment that you held your child for the very first time in that quiet, but unstoppable joy filled your soul. For some of us, it might be getting a job, earning a diploma, buying your first house, securing and making a major financial deal. Whatever it is, think back to that time and what it felt like. Try to remember how you felt. This is where we find the Blessed Virgin Mary today. Just a few verses before the beginning of our gospel passage, we find Mary in Nazareth being told strange yet good news by the angel Gabriel. And the good news is that Mary will conceive and bear a son, and his name will be Jesus. Jesus will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. His kingdom will reign without end, and all of this will happen because God will visit her, and her son Jesus will be the Holy One. When the passage ends, it says that Mary replied, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Our reading today begins with the next phrase, Mary set out and went with haste. Mary's joy is so full, so tangible, that she travels some distance, we think about 90 miles, to Elizabeth's house to tell her the good news. And in the midst of each of them sharing their own stories of encounters with angels and news that they will bear sons, Mary bursts into song, My soul doth magnify the Lord. Now, one of the things that we must remember about Mary, the coming of the Messiah, the annunciation by Gabriel of both John the Baptist and Jesus, is that all of this was expected. 
It was all in the plan that Israel knew of through the prophets, and they had been waiting and looking during the last several hundred years for a coming Messiah. While it did not look like anything the Israelites expected, the news had finally been announced, and the time had come. If we are to relate it back to a moment of joy that we have experienced, it would be like hearing from the university that you will indeed graduate after four years of hard academic work. Or it could be the moment when the bride comes down the aisle after a year or two of planning a wedding. The time has now arrived, and Mary's joy is expressing not just her joy at being the person to bear the Christ, the Messiah, into the world, but the joy of knowing that salvation and redemption have finally dawned on all of creation, like the first rays of a sunrise on a clear and crisp morning. Let's revisit your moment of joy and bliss that I asked you to recall a few minutes ago. One of the things you might have done, or at least thought of doing, was pulling together a song. It could have been a nonsense song. It might even perhaps have been a song that you know well that is played on the radio. It might even have been a little private rendition of Handel's Hallelujah sung to yourself or in your mind. Regardless of what may have happened, more than likely, you began pulling lines and words from things that you knew previously to help you express your joy, your happiness, even your gratitude in the present. Mary does the same sort of thing, pulling lines and ideas from the Psalms, from the Song of Hannah found in 1 Samuel, even remembering the story of Abraham, all the way back in Genesis. Mary begins to recount all the reasons why her joy is not just something that she is experiencing, but what the news that was given to her might mean for all the people of Israel. And we mustn't forget that Israel is in a difficult political season. Rome is occupying the land, and puppet kings like Herod the Great are attempting to solidify their own power under Roman domination. And it is not for the good of the people whom they lord over, but instead is a new way of fulfilling their own greedy ambitions. And these kings and governors are not about to let a, pe a peasant class of citizens stand between them and earthly glory. When we drill down into this canticle of Mary, we must do so with observant eyes and minds, looking for clues that remind us of what Mary is saying to not only Elizabeth, but to us as well. God is faithful. God remembers the promises he has made. And God, in his own time, is faithful and does fulfill those promises. That is the whole theme of the Magnificat. 
Mary can exclaim that her soul magnifies the Lord. And this is because he has shown favor and remembered his lowly servant. God has chosen this moment, this point in time to act in a very specific way. And Mary, Elizabeth, and in a few months' time, even the shepherds will marvel that they are to behold it and take an active part in the story. What Mary proclaims is what happens, what this world looks like when God comes and dwells among us. It happened then, and it happens now. When God comes, the unjust powers are deposed from their thrones, and the lowly and the oppressed are exalted. Remember the work in South Africa and Archbishop Desmond Tutu in the 1980s and 1990s. When God comes and rules the hearts and minds and thoughts of all of us, the proud and the haughty, the arrogant and the boastful find they have no place because they cannot compete with the strength and power of God. You might think of someone you know, perhaps even yourself, that was once proud and arrogant. But God came and softened their hearts, making them perhaps even you, more humble, more holy. When God comes, the hungry are fed, and those who have more than enough are sent away. Think about what this parish does on two Tuesdays a month, feeding the very poor of this area. And we do it because God is here. When God comes, mercy and forgiveness rule the day and feuds and squabbles end. What a testimony that would be if the Holy Church of God would end our thousand-year feud and divisions and embrace each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. This Magnificat is not only a prophecy itself, but it is also a remembrance of what God has done before and what God will continue to do because of his promise to Abraham and his descendants. And that includes you and me forever. When we say evening prayer each day, as I hope you will begin to do if you don't already, this is the first canticle that we say every day, every evening. Just as when we say the Lord's Prayer daily, and it reminds us of those things that we should ask God for help or for God to come and rescue us from. The Magnificat is one of the ways that we can be praying and remembering all that God has done already and also what we can pray and look forward to in the days to come. And if we can take this great hymn of the church 
And instead of simply saying, Mary's soul magnified the Lord, and instead exclaim, my soul, my very being, my very life and all that is within me magnifies the Lord, then we too will begin to become joyful. We will recount the times that God has fed us, the times that God has protected us, and the times that he has had mercy upon us. Mary understood this with all of her being. Mary knew that God was coming in the form of a baby that she was bearing. Mary knew and understood what the world looks like when God steps into it. And Mary knew that justice and peace would rain down on all of God's people, remembering his oath and promises made to Abraham and every generation of those who love God. May we, like Mary, begin to see and know what this world looks like when it is charged with God. And may we too, like Mary, bear God into this world and proclaim, my soul, my soul magnifies the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.